When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Is it's always game day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. The Cincinnati Bengals stayed with offense. They double-dipped that wide receiver. I was really excited about this pick. I, I saw his interview with Ross Tucker a couple weeks ago. His visit with Cincinnati was a couple days longer than the other NFL teams, and a little surprised he was there in the sixth round. Andrea Yosivosh, and, and Andrea, I hope I don't butcher your name. It's my least favorite thing in the NFL to ever mess up anybody's name, but that's what I see on your Twitter page. Uh, what did you think about the sixth round wide receiver? My favorite pick because it was the only one I predicted <laughs> of doing all that. I did predict this one. Um, I had some of the ones as honorable mentions, but this is one I actually had in there because they met with him so much and he just fits what they look for. Six foot three or six foot three and a half. If you listen to his pro day about, and he's over 200 pounds. I don't know how that's the discrepancy, but uh, over 200 pounds, 206 pounds at his pro day. Super athlete. He, Went to the same high school as Barack Obama, first of all, which is interesting, <laughs> both from Hawaii. Uh, he won five gold medals at the 2018 state championships for track and field in Hawaii, where it was long jump. It was the 200 meters, the 100 meters, the 4x100 relay and the 4x400 relay. I mean, and then he also did the heptathlon and uh, was a first team All-American at Princeton, which is an indoor seven event, which is the 60 meters long jump shot, put high jump, 60 meter hurdles, pole vault and 1000 meters. And he finished fourth at the indoor heptathlon championships for Princeton. Um, he's an athlete. He's also, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Super athlete, super, super athlete. Uh, I believe his RAS score was like 97th percentile. It was, it was way up there. Kind of small hands, which... I haven't watched super closely. I don't know if the drops are concerning. I'm trying to look on what Dane Brugler said is just uh, do, 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 do. I'm not seeing relies on his body to finish catches at times. So maybe there's a few drops in there, body catches, but overall he's a guy that dominated the, well, not, well, he was first team all American first team Ivy league, led the Ivy league and receiving team captain and Ivy league MVP for track. Uh, he started every game the past two years. They didn't play for COVID, so he didn't play in 2020. He is another fifth-year senior, uh, 23 and a half years old, so a little bit older, although not as much as Charlie Jones. I think I think there's a ton of potential with this pick. Could he do nothing? Sure. Could he end up being a really could he end up being better than Charlie Jones? Yeah. Like that's in the realm of possibility. This guy has super speed. He can work down the field as a vertical threat. He's got size. That size-speed combo is something I'm always willing to bet on. And it seems like he's a bit more refined than like a Bryce Ford Wheaton, who I think everybody looked at was like, look at him compared to Calvin Johnson. It's like, well, in shorts, (laughs) on the football field, not so much. But uh, in shorts, sure. This is a guy that actually produced, albeit at the Ivy League level. That's always hard to figure out. Like, 
is this Ivy League guy? Is he actually, you know, a dominant wide receiver or is he just facing a bunch of future congressmen <laughs> that they'll just be able to talk about? Uh, but I like it, you know, Tiger to Tiger, Princeton. I like the pick. I love the potential. To me, this was a this was a pretty slam dunk pick. I mean, Dane Brugler had him, I believe, as a, a fifth rounder, and you get him late in the sixth round. So this was a guy that uh, I did not have other guys at the same position that I was like, ah, he should have gone with that guy. Although Hutchinson was there just a few picks before. So that was a guy that was like, oof. But this, I believe, would be your future Trent Irwin replacement, most likely, with potential for more. I think that's the path that he would be on. He's probably, in my opinion, going to make the team just because you don't want somebody with these traits to be cut and then put onto the practice squad and able to be stolen. Um, I think other teams would probably also would have drafted him. He wasn't a guy that I think was going to go undrafted. There's a there's there's a lot to like. Uh, we'll work on the last name. Hopefully, he says it a no. few times, and we can really nail it over time. But um, one of my one of my favorite picks of the draft, just high potential possibility, uh, boom bust. But man, yeah. what a bet to make in the sixth round! Like, who cares? Most of those picks are not going to become anything. Take the guy that can become something really good. And another senior bowl guy. I want to say he had the highest uh, performance in, at the senior bowl. He was one of the, the top guys. Last gym. Um, yeah, last gym. We'll get, I mean, it's always a senior bowl guy, which, of course, they get a lot of the top prospects at the senior bowl, too. And, um, yeah, for him, when I when I listened to that interview with, with him and just hearing the Cincinnati Bengals were one of the teams that had really high interest in him and, and spending just a few extra days with the, getting to know the team and for him to be around in the sixth round, I think a lot of people were a little surprised. I know you said, uh, Dane said the fifth round. Um, some people had a maybe late fourth round grade mm-hmm. on him. Um, so I think he was someone who was on their board and maybe they were a little surprised he was there and that's why they double dipped at the wide receiver. And I just want to get when they, when we get to the trade deadline of the NFL season, I don't want to sit there and look at the wide receiver room and say, how are we feeling about it? It's the same one you had last year at the trade deadline, but except for the new, you know, the new rookie additions. But I, I hope Charlie and Andrea are maybe they're not making a huge impact if they're the Trent Irwin of the Trent Taylor of the wide receiver room, but they're still guys that you can rely on if Tyler Boyd is out or or T Higgins and Jamar Chase, which I hope everybody's healthy. Um, but you at least have someone else in the wide receiver room that that Joe can go to, and I think that's extremely important because a lot of people focus on the tight end room, and we've talked about that before. The Bengals just don't value it like other teams. And they focused on on wide receiver. Even though it was a deep tight end class, they were like, you know what? We'll just go wide out. We're really good at drafting wide receivers. So I trust this front office when it comes to that room. We're going to go with the six-round pick. I was pumped about this one because this was the pick that they got from the Kansas City Chiefs. The biggest thing for Cincinnati, I didn't see them trying to get rid of any picks when they only had seven to begin with, and then they got the eighth from the Kansas City Chiefs by just moving back a few spots earlier in the draft. They get 217 when they said punter. I was ready for it because, yes, they need a punter on this team. is extremely important. Uh, national media, a few people actually pointed it out. They said, hey, that was a difference in the AFC Championship game, too, for the Cincinnati Bengals. They go Brad Robbins, and I think that was surprising for a few people. What did you think of it? I was sad because I've been a Michael Turk guy sure. this whole time. Um, Brad Robbins, I think the main selling point with him is not that he booms the ball. 
but that he had the best tied for the best with Ty Zentner when it comes to last year's hang time. And he was tied with Isaac power for 2021 average hang time. If you're wondering why they, he had the best 2020 when you average out his past two years out of all the guys, he had the best hang time out of everybody. So that's going to be why they did it. He has an awesome mustache mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> there's you know, not a ton of that. I didn't watch. There's, there's a punter YouTuber that I will try to shout out later because I'm not going to go try to find it right now, but I watch his videos because, you know, he was a former college punter and he kind of breaks it down. I'm like, okay, I feel like, you know what you're talking about. Uh, that's why I was so into Michael Turk was that he talked about his potential and how he does everything. So I'm going to watch that. Brad Robbins is what? Uh, trying to actually flipped over. I don't have his age, but it doesn't matter. Punter age doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, see Kevin here. Tucker, uh, Mike, Michael Turk, sorry. Michael Turk was like 25 or 26 years old. I didn't care. Um, but he's a guy with super good directional ability, super good hang time. Those are two things that Drew Crispin is the opposite of. He is low hang time, low directional ability. He just hits the ball low and flat and down the middle, and you hope it's a big one. He barely ha- – I don't remember. It, it was something like one touchback last year or something like that. He keeps it within the 20 – there's a lot of reasons to be excited about it. I just wanted Michael Turk because I wanted the buff punter, but we got cool mustache punter instead uh, and great hang time guy. That's hopefully something that translates over. I know the ball's different at the NFL level. Uh, actually, I hear it's harder to kick the college one and with the college schemes. I've seen some of those Michigan ones where he kind of runs to his right and does like the rugby style punt. That's not happening at the NFL level. Nobody does that unless there's like a, a mistake somewhere or a bad snap. So he's going to have to do the normal punts, but I think he could do it at a lot of talk to say, this is a guy that 24 years old, Lindsay mentioned it in the chat. I want to give her credit because <laughs> I didn't look it up uh, 24 years old, but yeah, he's a guy that I think is going to be, I don't know if there's the potential there to become one of the best punters in the league, like you might have with Michael Turk, but he feels like a guy that's going to be consistently pretty good. Honestly, like, does it compare to like a right footed Kevin Huber? When you talk about it out loud, good hang time, great directional ability. That's the style of punter you're kind of going for. So I can see it. Uh, Dane Brugler had him ahead of Michael Turk. I just don't agree with it. You know, it was it was a little bit all over the place because when the Bengals did pick him, one of the things I do is I just go search the videos on Twitter and then people are like, oh, yeah, Brad Robbins, that's a steal or that's a good video from people who break down punters. Um, they're out there, as you mentioned, and uh, they did feel pretty high on him. One tweet that I did see from a local media member who I who was absolutely amazing, but he said that. There's competition. I mean, not didn't mean there was competition, but he's like, oh, a little camp competition, Michigan versus Ohio State, Joe Chrisman and Brad Robbins. I hope there's zero competition. <laughs> I hope it's it's Brad Robbins' job to lose right now. I don't I don't know how much competition we're gonna see uh, in training camp, but uh, it's huge. It, it's it's a it's a pick that look. Of course, you want to get other positional needs, but Hunter was a need right now it is a need and getting that extra pick from the chiefs to get your punter i thought was really ideal and it was just kind of ironic too to get it 
uh, because of everything that happened in that AFC championship game and then the connection with the Chiefs. So I, I like it. Uh, we'll see what he does. But, um, yeah, we'll have to watch more punter breakdowns to find out more about Brad Robbins. <laughs> Did you watch his uh, call with Zach Taylor? Oh, yeah. He thought it was a – he thought – that was the most interesting thing was he thought yeah. it was a prank. He's like, yeah. sure. Hi, Zach. Hi, Zach Taylor. <laughs> and Zach, Zach also didn't seem like he got it. Like he just thought that was <laughs> how he was talking. He's like, are you in Columbus? Zach was just trying to like have the conversation, which those conversations have to be so difficult. You're like, I'm getting recorded. We have reaction time. And then Brad Robbins is like thinking his friend is calling him and pranking him. And then as soon as he said that, he was like, oh, wow, this is real. You're really going to pick me. Um, So yeah, in the sixth round, and then they finished it up in the seventh round. DJ Ivy, a lot of people didn't know who DJ Ivy was. Um, It seemed like really quickly, he's just a big type of cornerback. Maybe someone who can cover a tight end, special teams, just an added cornerback, and you get him in the seventh round do you have any thoughts on dj well i didn't know who he was <laughs> but uh fifth year senior 23 years old a young 23 though he's you know he's not going to turn i don't yeah february 25th so he's not going to turn 25 or tw- yeah 24 this season it'll be next year so um it looks like he started since he was a sophomore which is kind of cool led the team in intercept led miami in interceptions in 2019 his sophomore year but he's stuck around, got a sociology degree in 2022. He was a full-time starter this year, pretty much every year that he's been there since his sophomore year. Demetrius Ivy, uh, South Florida native. This is a lot to say. I think he's a special teamer. That's my guess is they don't really see him as a corner. They see him like maybe you could fit there, you know, push comes to shove that you can play a few snaps if we need you. But I see him more as like, this is a guy they really liked on special teams. He's He played a ton of special team snaps this past year, and he did so without occurring a single penalty. I think he'll like that. So uh, does he make the roster? No idea. If he does, it's probably because he is a superb gunner or something on special teams. So that would be what to watch for. I don't think this is going to be like a sleeper corner. Like, oh my God, we got like the steal of the draft here. It's more so if this guy's panning out to me, it's probably as a high end special teamer. He's six feet tall, 189 pounds. So I don't know about the tight end thing either. Where that's, that's kind yeah. of the Trey flowers look like he had a neck roll out there. He's like six, three two, twenty. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see. It's a seventh round guy. I yeah. mean, you look last year, Chris Evans. We just, that didn't, re- I don't know if that panned out. Fifth round guy. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. What am I thinking? Why did I think he, why did I think Chris Evans was a seventh? Uh, that was two years ago too. Uh, last year's seventh rounder, was that um, Gunter? It was, it was. Ignore me. I don't know why I'm putting Chris Evans. I'm sorry, Chris Evans. Did Gunter I block a kick? Didn't he block a kick? He he was okay. He I was... don't think he played that much besides special teams, which is probably what you're getting here. Uh, yeah. I'm yeah, to yeah. Did Jeffrey Gunter block? I feel like he did like something in a game. <laughs> yeah, he blocked a kick against the Dolphins. Yeah, good job. So you're hoping for that. You're hoping for, for some type <laughs> of huge special teams play from this guy, just like they got last year. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with DJ and maybe he'll prove us all wrong. And he'll be like, look at me out here making plays and maybe it's on special teams, but it's seventh round. So we don't know. You don't know. And one of the things we don't know, and I know it's a big thing on Sundays is the recap of everybody's draft class and saying they get an A, they get a B, they get a C. Uh, You don't, 
you, drafting is just filling time. Our draft grades are just filling time, but we do them anyways. Um, and saying all that, what would you give the Bengals draft? A minus. I really like it. Whoa. I wasn't expecting that because I felt like the way you were talking, maybe a B. Or yeah. B, B I love the Miles Murphy pick. I love the uh, Eosivas pick. Uh, I love the DJ Turner pick. I've come around that, you know, Jordan Battle is probably a good player from everybody I hear that follows Alabama closely. And there's picks I didn't love, which is what moves it down to like an A minus B plus territory. But uh, yeah, I, I really like the draft. I always, uh, I feel like I'm always going to just give like the slight up there, you know, like A minus rather than B plus, but it's, you know, in that range where I, I feel pretty good about the class as a whole. Chase Brown, probably also another pretty good pick, uh, despite any issues I may have. So all around, a lot of guys I like. Would have been an A-plus if they got Michael Turk, but we move. We move. A-minus. I think they would take that in a heartbeat. And I apologize about Chris Evans. It was the sixth round of 2021, and um, we don't know what's going to happen with him. But <laughs> that's all we got when uh, it's the NFL draft week. And I'm glad it's in the books. The Bengals continue their offseason workouts. Minicamp is going to be the following weekend. Uh, we'll hear from the rookies when they get to town. And then training camp's right around the corner. Maybe a Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, Logan Wilson extension. Do you feel like you feel any different about maybe Logan Wilson getting done? Um, I feel differently about Logan Wilson getting done when they signed Pratt, but nothing since then. I thought that moved from an inevitability into a probability where before they re-signed Pratt, I just figured Pratt's gone. They're going to re-sign Wilson and that's, that's it. You know, shake the dust off the hands and we move. Uh, but with Pratt being done, it does give me the slight pause because the entire time we kept saying, well, I don't know if you can pay Pat Pratt and Wilson. I don't know if you can play Pratt and Wilson. They're going to pay Wilson. Well, they paid Pratt. So if we still believe, I don't know if they're going to pay Pratt and Wilson. The other guy's the odd man out now uh, because you're not going to not pay Pratt because he's already paid. So uh, even though it was lower than expected, I could see them easily paying Wilson, but I have moved from this is most likely going to happen into this is probably going to happen. I also yeah. think it's probably the least important out of the big four deals right now. 100%. I would be okay if it happened next year, to be completely honest with you. Um, but if it gets done this year, then it gets done this year. Well, more. I know you're going to have plenty on all Bengals. Make sure you check it out. A Miles Murphy recap. Anything else you want to plug that's going to be up there? Uh, we're just going to go through one by one with these guys. So the Miles Murphy recap is going to be up by the time you're listening to this. I already have it written out, so I will not mess that up. And uh, yeah, so that that will be up for you to read your eyeballs to look at yes. and then uh i'm hoping friday i get the dj turner article up i've got six games ready to go i had a friend come in and get me some michigan film that i didn't have and i was like awesome we're watching as much dj turner as i possibly can including him against the chuck sizzle himself can't wait to hear about it we'll be back on tuesday thank you for listening to it's always game day in cincinnati